Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So my very first podcast was called Personal Ghosts. And in that podcast, I spoke about some of my experiences with ghosts. And I had a couple of podcasts after that that talked about my experiences, especially the Riker Basin experience. And then, of course, throughout some of the podcasts, I've spoken about experiences here and there that I've had since then and in between podcasts and all of that. And I told you guys that I was going to write a nonfiction book about my experiences, and I did finish that. Um, I have to go through and clean it up a bit because they jump around um, and I want to make a more streamlined, you know, kind of from my earliest down to, you know, now. And um, I have to clean that up because I jumped because I just wrote it as the stories uh, came to me, as the memories came to me. And so it's a little disjointed. So I want to go back and clean that up. Um, But I thought tonight we could talk a little bit more um about my experiences and about that book because i don't just mention my ghost experiences i've i've mentioned a few of my other supernatural experiences um outside of ghosts and one of those experiences and i may have mentioned it um briefly in another podcast but and i know for a fact (laughs) that i've mentioned how um and Jamie and I um, studied Wicca and witchcraft as a way of protecting ourselves from uh, the darker entities that we were coming across and even just the energies that we were coming, the negative energies we were coming across. So in that time, in our teenage years, the movie The Craft came out. And it quickly became a favorite of my small, and I do mean small, social circle. And in the movie, of course, they play light light as a feather, stiff as a board. And I think I have mentioned this before, but (laughs) I'm gonna um, gonna briefly remind you guys of what happened. So we did try it, of course. And I volunteered to go first, because why not? And uh, so Jamie and three other friends surrounded me. Jamie's hands were near my head and like right by my ears. We all closed our eyes for a few moments and, you know, they started chanting light as a feather, stiff as a board. And the strangest vision came to my mind when this happened. So I was laying in the grass, in this grassy field, and the sun was above me and there were only just like these perfect white puffy clouds, just a few of them. Um, So envision that as like the perfect day, like an almost too perfect day, you know, the grass was the perfect green the sky was the perfect blue uh so within seconds of opening my eyes and seeing all this these little human well i don't want to say little but these they're like human figures with wings and uh, almost like a classic cupid i guess like a cherub almost that you'd see um and each had a different hair color, you know, greens, blues, pink, like all these various shades. And a handful of them surrounded me, lifted me up, and 
we were just drifting through the sky and the puffy clouds they were just you know moving me along um and keeping me close to them and you know just flying with me through the through the perfect sky and i suddenly dropped just out of nowhere i dropped and my eyes flew open and my friends were looking at me like to like in complete shock and asking me if i was okay and i i just ex i just remember excusing myself to the bathroom for a moment and jamie came to check on me and i told her what i had seen uh you know within minutes of um not even that probably just in moments of closing my eyes and she told me that she had seen the same thing when she closed her eyes and started you know chanting light as a feather stiff as a board and when she and my other friends had opened their eyes i was floating several inches above the ground <laughs> And when they broke their connection, that's when I fell. And that was one of the most surreal experiences that had nothing to do with ghosts that I have ever had to this day. And I've had several crazy experiences, but that one is the most surreal and I will never forget it. Like all of that, the color, the vividness the perfectness the little uh figures you know the little cherub cupid things um and all their hair colors like i remember every single detail that happened in that vision where we were playing that game and it and i was talking about it with someone the other day and i'm like do you remember when we did that and it does we don't strangely and i don't know why although i can kind of take a guess at why but we don't really talk about it that much it happened it was the craziest experience like it actually fucking worked <laughs> and we don't talk about it that much i think in the last probably decade We've maybe mentioned that two or three times. Seriously, two or three times in the last decade. We, But it's there. The memory's there. Everything that happened was there. But we don't talk about it. And I don't know if it's because it was just one of those things where it happens and you see it. You, you know, they saw me hovering several inches above the ground and as soon as their concentration broke that is when i fell jamie and i had been envisioning you know the same thing in our heads and i think it just was you just don't want to talk about it because you're still almost processing it i guess is the way to say it like you are even, you know, we were in our teens. We were all between the ages of 15 and 17 when that happened. And I think we're all seriously just continually processing that moment. And because it, it's a significant moment. And it just was one of those things where you're like, holy shit, that really happened. I was hovering in the air while we were playing this game and yet we never played it again we didn't even take turns 
I volunteered to go first. I went first, and I was the only one to do it because we were all just kind of freaked out, and we didn't know what to do with that experience. So we're just like, okay, we're just going to move on to something else for the night. And we did. We just we went on to something else, and it's just it is just something we don't really talk about that much. With all of our experiences with ghosts and the darker things or lighter things, you know, all our int you know our intuitive moments, all of that, all of that that has happened since that night, and that is the one thing we just don't talk about that often. Um, and I go into more, a little bit more detail in the book about it, but I just find it that of all these experiences that we talk about so often, repeatedly, that that is the one that does not get mentioned almost at all. A few times in a decade, <laughs> and it was a significant moment. And where did that vision come from? It's still something I think about. Like, I closed my eyes. My mind was completely blank. Like, I just closed my eyes. I cleared my mind. And all of a sudden, there I was. And unbeknownst to me, Jamie was in the same place. And I, I have no idea where that vision came from in that moment it because my mind literally it was just blank I'm like okay I'm gonna leave my mind blank and I'm gonna close my eyes and just go with it and stay tuned to my friend's words but I had no visions and I like I had no vision in my mind about what was happening I just closed my eyes and seconds later there I was in the middle of a field with perfect green grass and perfect blue sky above me with perfect white puffy clouds and I cannot there's no proper words to really explain in that moment what that was like I still can't really accurately say what it felt like to realize that while I'm in having this vision I was actually hovering several inches above the ground. Like my body was several inches above the ground. And I'm guessing that that feeling I have trying to describe what it was like is probably the reason none of us really want to talk about it. <laughs> but I do find it interesting still because the amount of paranormal and supernatural events that we've experienced either separately or together that is the one that we just don't want to talk about <laughs> and I don't know if it's really that we don't want to don't want to talk about it or if it's more of a we just can't accurately describe it the feeling so we're just gonna let it be because everything else is crystal clear well this ghost did this, and this, whatever the hell this non-human thing is, did this. That we can handle, but, you know, we can accurately describe all of these things. But that one, that one experience, um, and I'd be interested if anybody else, um, any of my listeners have had that experience 
as well because it'd be interesting to see if they feel the same way if any of you feel the same type of it happened and we know it happened we might mention it every once in a while but we just don't talk about it <laughs> I would be very interested to know how many other people have felt that or experienced that if they were playing that game yes I would be interested to know so leave comments and let me know or can or email me and let me know because I'm really I am I'm interested to see if anybody played that game and had that sort of same experience as we did another thing that I mentioned in the book um, uh, roughly about the whole Wicca witchcraft is we in terms of after we watched that movie um, we did try we found glamour spells and spells to slightly alter your appearance and we tried those too and you know what those worked too and we talk about those a lot more <laughs> than the levitating experience um, I changed my eye color and my hair color um, just briefly and only within our circle our protective circle um, uh, the, I, that's the only thing I could change I and I you know you couldn't change your appearance or anything that's um, that's either something that can't happen or you have to be a lot more powerful than we were at that time to create that type um, of magic and I'm not ruling anything out because the earth is full of stories and legends and myths about such things and I wholeheartedly believe that there's a how do I want to put this accurately there is a lot in this world that we can't explain <clears throat> and because of that I'm not ruling that someone can't completely change their appearance not like a shifter not like a shapeshifter but that somebody can use certain magic to make themselves appear as someone else to other people um, I'm not gonna rule that out considering that it's been proven just how little of our brains that we use and how scientists um, highly highly respected scientists have come out and said we don't know what humans are capable of achieving when they've unlocked certain parts of their, you know, when they can tap into certain parts of their brain and their bodies that no one else can. We don't know what, what can come from that. I think a lot of people, in my opinion, that I'm just going to touch on this briefly... I think a lot of people, a lot of skeptics, and skeptics, as I've always said, are very necessary in society, but I think a lot of them ignore those types of words even when scientists say it. In the book, I also touch upon just really strange phenomenon that I can't explain, except it's supernatural and to this day, I don't know how it happens. Um, I have some ideas, 
you know, after watching, I don't even know how many documentaries on things, but the just plain strange, weird phenomenon. One was, and I actually, I'm not sure I've ever told you guys this. Um, there is a stretch of road on I-91 North and in Vermont between Thetford and Hanover. And it doesn't matter if you're driving north or south on it. Actually, I should correct myself. It doesn't matter. It's just this stretch of road on 91. And it is, I swear, it's a time warp. I, it's legitimately a freaking time warp because you pass the on-ramp in Thetford as you're going south. And in what seems like the blink of an eye, you're on the on, you're at the um, on-ramp, the exit for Hanover. And I shit you, I timed that once. I timed it. I always kept my eye on the clock, on my clock when this happened. And I kid you not, there was maybe a two to four minute difference every time I looked, every time this time warp thing happened. It was a two to four, and you cannot get from Thetford to Hanover in two to four minutes. I don't care how fast, fast your car is going. <laughs> Unless you've got warp speed, it's not happening. Especially in the winter time. And it happened all year long. It didn't matter. And sometimes, and it didn't happen every time, but it happened on a regular basis. And it would be the same in reverse. When you were going northbound, you would pass the Hanover exits and on-ramp, and suddenly you were at the Thetford exits and on-ramp to 91. I can't explain this. And it was the same thing. The two to four minute window between the time you hit one to the time you blinked and you were at that next uh, town for Thetford or Hanover, it was a two to four minutes and you cannot do that in that short amount of time. And I am not the only person that happened to. I have coworkers that drove that same stretch of road night or day. Um, Cause for a lot of that, a lot of that time I was on second shift and happened to my coworkers as well. You just, you blink and there you are and literally only two to four minutes have passed. So I don't know what the hell it is about that stretch of 91, but I'm not the only person that happens to. And I would really love to find out if that's what that is because I am, I, I cannot explain how that happens. It's a phenomenon, it's a supernatural phenomenon and it's just one of those things that you cannot easily explain away with a vast number of people experience, experiencing it all year long. Doesn't matter. And I, again, I'm just gonna emphasize this, especially in the winter time, during bad weather, you cannot get from Thetford to Hanover or from Hanover to Thetford in two to four minutes in bad Vermont winter weather. It's not happening. It is 100% not happening. And I can guarantee you having grown up in the state of Vermont or actually in New England in general and driving in our winter weather, um, 
not happening, especially in the winter. That short of a time frame, no, it's not happening. Um, so I, didn't, I just call it a weird supernatural time warp and it's just on that stretch of road. And I'd love to know if any of my listeners have that same experience on any type of um, road that they drive on every day. And if you do, leave a comment and let me know, um, like, what stretch of road that is. Because I'm, I'm interested to see if it's just, like, on highways or if you experience it on, like, back roads or just normal, you know, town roads. I'd love to know. So please leave comments and um, so we can compare notes on this. <laughs> um, I know I mentioned in the uh, Werewolf podcast encrypted podcast about um some of the sightings i've had um again on that same stretch of 91 <laughs> well not between but um where i live was above was north of setford so um this actually happened on second when i was working second shift and a lot of weird stuff happened on seconds. You'd see a lot of weird shit on second shift when you were driving home. And I was driving by myself because my boyfriend at the time was on first shift. And I got to, so we called it the fuck, we're almost home hill because it's the last big hill on the highway before you get to our exit. And I was just at the base of that where the U-turn is that the cops use in the snowplow views and I saw the most cute it was the biggest wolf <laughs> I have ever seen and they're not common in the state of Vermont um, and when they do it's because they've come down for whatever reason from Canada but we don't you don't see them very often in Vermont and it was not a koi dog it was not a wolf dog i just want to make this clear it was neither of those things i do know the difference and it was just a huge wolf and i am not saying it was a werewolf and i am not saying it was some other form of hybrid but it was not a wolf dog it was not a you know it was not a koi dog it was not a wolf dog it was a wolf like a bonafide wolf and I can't explain what it was but it was there in the middle of the road and it was like a white grayish um had a white grayish coat and it it did not ever and I saw a few times on that road and I've and I never saw out anything like that outside that stretch of road and just I can't explain it. It was just huge friggin' wolf. It was like probably double the size of your average um, timber wolf, and I can I can't explain it, you guys. I can't. I don't know what it was. It was just a huge wolf, and it was double the size of any wolf I have ever seen, ever. And I have done a lot of wolf research because. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast or following me on my social media, I am a huge advocate for wolf conservation. And I've done a lot of research. No wolf I've ever seen in that research has 
ever been that big. And I know the characteristics of wolf characteristics of wolf dogs, and I can bona fide say that that's not what it was. <laughs> but I've never seen one outside of that particular stretch of road. Um, on that same stretch of road was where I had one of my um, UFO sightings. Actually, I saw I had two experiences, one by myself and one with my boyfriend at the time. And so we were going up the almost the fuck we're almost home hill. We were almost at the top of it and I saw a it was red, it was a I don't know what it was, but it had red and white lights were in the sky. And it was moving so fast back and forth. Like it seemed like a blanket was on one side of the sky. And then in another blanket was on the other side of our vision. And when, and it fought, and you could see it all the way back to that stretch of um, road to the exit that we needed to get off. And at the bottom of that exit, um, we watched it move and it stopped in the middle of the sky. It stopped. It was hovering. It wasn't doing anything but hovering. It literally looked like it was just stopped in the middle of the sky with the lights, um, with the red and white lights. And you know, we have the DART, which is the Dartmouth helicopter that transports patients. And it was not a helicopter. It was not a plane. It was not a jet. Um, I don't know what it was. That's why it's an unidentified flying object. All I know is it was, had red and white lights. It would moved incredibly, unbelievably fast and it was hovering. It stopped and it hovered in the middle of the sky. And then I blinked and it was gone. We looked for it. We even stopped because since it was second shift, there was no one coming off that off ramp. Um, behind us and it was like one in the morning and so we got we put the car in park got out of the car and we couldn't see it it was nowhere it was literally just gone so there's something about that stretch of 91 that's just it's weird <laughs> strange shit happens on that that stretch of road and since I know for a fact that I am not the only one that happened to and that my boyfriend and I are not the only ones who saw and experienced weird shit on that stretch of road. Um, that makes me feel a lot better because I know what I'm seeing has been seen by somebody else and not just one somebody else, but at least a dozen people that I personally know that at various times we spoke to each other about this of everything we were seeing so that makes me feel better <laughs> that I am not going crazy that there is something about that stretch of 91 that is just it's just like a supernatural phenomena stretch of road is what it is and it's the only stretch of highway that I've ever been on on the east coast that that happens on I've never experienced 
that kind of intense phenomenon on any other highway that I've ever been on. I've seen strange stuff driving down back roads, you know, back dirt roads and even regular roads really through towns, but that stretch of highway is the only stretch of highway that I've driven on that has been that intensely focused on supernatural phenomenon. It's just strange. And it has nothing to do with my regular ghost experiences. I mean, we're talking, you know, cryptids and unidentified flying objects and a strange friggin' time warp between exits. It's, I've never experienced it before. And I would love to know if you guys have ever had that experience as well on any highways, uh, specifically on any highways um, that you've been on. And those are just a few of my non-ghost related stories that are in my non-fiction book. And so I'm going to do the tarot pull now. I have not done this today. Just so you know, I, I have not done my card pull. So I am using my Everyday Revelations tarot that I use every day um, by Zach Wong. I am... This is my everyday Pisces deck that I always talk about. Um, and it looks like I'll be getting my Oracle deck, hopefully and then hopefully by the end of the month. Um, he's shipping another, uh, oof. And that's the sound of me getting a card <laughs> thrown in my direction. Justice popped out and I saw that in a reading I did of, for myself last week, so that's interesting that I keep seeing that. So I'm going to read you the little snippet um, in the book about this card. And again, I really wish you guys could see the art on this deck. It's I love it. This card often symbolizes a clear and level-headed thinker who is able to use logic and deduction to achieve a fair and amicable amicable result. This is reflected in his or her dealings with life, love, and career. When drawn, this card can also reflect on the pros and cons method with which one may address all of his or her decisions in life. In terms of an individual, this card may represent someone from the legal practice or someone connected to making of law, contracts, and formal agreements. This card can also often symbolize actual legal dom documents such as leases, contracts, or court cases and negotiations. The person is usually suited to be calm and logical in his or her dealings and negotiations. In situations, the justice card often reflects a positive and speedy outcome in favor of the inquirer. It does play toward the ideals of fairness with which that you will only receive what is due to you and nothing more. And I tell you what, uh, that's accurate. <laughs> as these, as this deck usually is, uh, I don't know how that reflects, um, for the life situations that you are all in, but for me, um, that is accurate to some of the things that are happening in my life right now in terms of situations and... Um, so I'm not surprised that popped out 
because I have, like I, just, like I just said, I have just seen that card in another reading. Um, and I think in terms for me, it probably has to do with the fact that I'm considering starting a business. So I'm looking into the, a lot of legal stuff right now um, so that I have my ducks in a row when I'm ready to launch if I choose to do so. One of these days, I'm going to do an Instagram live and do a card draw just to see if collectively this is it's something that reflects what all of us are feeling or if it has anything to do with the group, you know, like when a group is together, how that one card draw um, or two, as has, has happened in the past on these podcasts, uh, cards that come out if as a group it's reflecting on all of us. So maybe I'll try to do an Instagram live someday. <laughs> it still makes me a little nervous. Um, it's probably because the video, because I still have a thing about being like full, you know, right there. It's about being in front of people, even though we're not actually all in the same room. Being in front of a group of people has always made me nervous. It's, yeah, you could probably call it a fear <laughs> of just being in front of everybody. It's, it had started coming around like in high school and it just has not gone away. Um, I'm, I can control it because I've, I've had to give presentations, but yeah, it still makes me nervous. However, I'm working myself up to being able to do that. So that is where I'm going to end um, the podcast. Again, if you have any questions, comments, um, or if you would pretty please put a comment on so I can see if you guys have had any of these experiences as well. Um, hit that in the comments on my Podbean landing page or you can email me and... Um, I'll address any comments or questions in the next podcast in the next podcast (laughs) and until the next podcast thank you so so much for joining me and have a great evening